Hi everyone, and thanks for listening to Visibility, the monthly podcast produced by CID, the Council for Intellectual Disability. Here, we'll be telling our stories and exploring some of the issues that impact people with intellectual disability. To find out more about our work, visit www.cid.org.au. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Council for Intellectual Disability acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connection to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to the Elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Hello and welcome to Visibility, the podcast for Council for Intellectual Disability. Today we'll be talking with Lauren Kurgen about her experiences as a person with intellectual disability who is also a visual artist. My name is Alex Elliott. I will be your host today. With me is my co-host, Adele Tushkin. Hi, Alex. Thank you. Great to be with you again. Welcome, Lauren. It's so great to chat with you today. Yeah, thank you. Hi, thanks for chatting me with today about what I do. So, Lauren, I understand you're a painter. Yeah. Can you tell me how you got into that? I got into that when um, I enjoyed art at school and I've done it for a while. It was my favourite subject. So you mentioned an art class. Did a teacher take an interest or encourage you? Um, I just like got encouraged by like some of the, the staff members and I looked at how other members do their artwork as well. So just kind of different ways of doing it. Thanks, Lauren. So hearing about how you were encouraged at school, I'm wondering about your family and friends as well. Did they sort of encourage you to, you know, continue your painting and your artwork? Yeah, they did. They seemed to like encouraging me to do a lot of art and stuff too. My grandmother is an artist who did a lot of watercolour paintings and stuff. So I looked at hers and thought I like to do some watercolours too and other materials too. So I understand that you also like to draw. Do you find it separate to painting? Do you sketch before you paint? Yeah, I usually sketch before I paint. I sketch it out first and then think of what colours to go on the artwork. And then like the chalk pastels are kind of separate to painting, which I like to draw as well. And do you use apps on a tablet to paint or draw? I use um, Photoshop. Um, I have my own Photoshop licence and I do a bit of like digital art and I have it like a Wacom tablet, which I sketch on, a sketching pad kind of tablet that goes onto the Photoshop, so I can do a bit of sketching on there too. And what materials do you like? Do you like to enjoy? Like my favourite one is like the smudging of the chalk pastels. That sounds so beautiful. You can get such great colours from chalk as well. Yeah, and it just like blends blends into a lot of stuff as well so yeah I guess the big question is um have you had anything displayed in the gallery yet have you had any have you sold anything yeah I've said I've sold quite a few um quite a few artworks over the years and I was 
I was in uh, the art gallery in New South Wales on a mural with like six other artists. That's the dream. Yeah, and that is the dream. <laughs> Have you had any commissions in your life? Yeah, I've had a, like quite a few commissions, um, especially when I was at UA. I did a um, artwork for Barangaroo, the West Pack building, and I did like a few other companies just like try to encourage some of us. Yeah. It sounds like Lauren. Not only you're you're a working artist, but you're a successful working artist. Yeah. But I think, yeah, whether you're an artist or not, we probably all realise that that takes a lot of, you know, all, all the effort. Do you need to have a lot of self belief? Do you need to really believe in yourself to continue doing your work? Yeah, belief in like trying to get my work out there, and yeah, to believe. <laughs> I believe. Because you're a working artist, Lauren, and again, you've, you know, you've put all of this, this time and effort and belief and you have this great support from family and friends. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a, a successful artist? Yes, I do. I do um, think I'm a successful artist and I um, enjoy doing, it's fun doing it. What type of genre would you describe your paintings like? If you could name an artist you think that you're like who would it be yeah i think like um i don't really have a favorite but <laughs> i get the inspiration of like i go try and go to the art gallery sometimes to have a look at other artists like exhibitions and things it sounds like maybe your grandmother was if she was a watercolor artist yeah did you think that she was an inspiration to you when you were younger knowing that you're that you had a grandparent who was an artist yeah, I think so. It's just my inspiration as well as the other artists as well. Do you think that you look through art through the perspective of a person with a disability or did you find it a very welcoming area? Um, a pretty welcoming, like a welcoming area as well. That's nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell us, Lauren, um, what are some of the reasons that you love being an artist? It's being creative and I love different colours. It's a way for you to express yeah. the things that you find beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. What do you hope that people might sort of feel or think when they look at perhaps one of your paintings? A lot of my family friends, like, my art and stuff and they think some are like more like realistic but in a twist of like detail and a lot of patience and stuff in some of the artworks. So you're hoping people will see the amount of sort of passion and and effort and skill that you've put into your into your work? Yeah. I mean would you call painting particularly fun or is it sometimes frustrating being a creative person perhaps if you get blockages and things like that sometimes if i have like a project due in a certain amount of time i have to like put the pressure on a bit sometimes i get frustrated with like the paint but not too much so if you were talking to a person with an intellectual disability who said I want to become an artist like you. What are some tips that you would give them? 
I'd say like go to an art class and see what they do and just give it a try and see if you like it or not. Have a go and you don't have to choose it if you don't want to. And what do you want everyone to know about artists with intellectual disabilities? I like to say that art is fun and it's a good way to take your mind off whatever's in your head and be creative and, yeah. (laughs) It's such great advice to encourage people to pursue the things that they want to do. Are you part of a community of artists, Lauren? Yes, I'm in the community of artists. Do you then practice your art with them and work together? sort of so that you've got a supportive, creative environment? Yeah. Yeah, we have a, like, sort of, well, a lot of the other artists are kind of different, but we just, like, we still have, like, group artworks and things throughout the year and, yeah, just, like, do our own thing sometimes. And and would you say that you, like, you've spoken about um, Studio A and, and being able to work in that collective, do you think yeah. that that's made that's made it more realistic for you to be a working artist? Yes, it has a life changer because when I was at Studio Arts, was, they only had like one one exhibition a year and now it's like I have some of my artworks like out in the other mainstream exhibitions and all that has helped me to enjoy it and make money out of it. A lot of artists have another job. So do you have certain days a week where you dedicate to your artwork and then other days a week where you might do another job? I do Studio A three days a week, Mondays, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then on Wednesdays I help at a childcare centre, yeah, doing a bit of art with them and stuff. Oh, that's a lovely thing. So you're w- within within your practice as an artist yeah. and then subsidising your income as many artists um, are required to do, but you still get to share your skills with another generation. Yeah. When you go and um, work in the childcare centre, that's really lovely. Yeah. <laughs> this is really interesting. We're now going to take a quick break before hearing more about some of the complexities of being an artist with an intellectual disability. You're listening to Visibility, the podcast produced by the Council for Intellectual Disability. If you're enjoying this episode, you can support us by reviewing us through Apple, Podchaser, or your favourite listening app. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to CID's podcast, Visibility, and today we're chatting with Lauren. She's filling us in on the joys and challenges of being a visual artist with an intellectual disability. From what... I have seen of your paintings, there's a lot of nature, there's a lot of landscapes and animals and stuff. So have you developed this image in your head, like you've woken up and you've just gone giraffe and night or something like that, or Mm. has it developed over a few days? I love like all landscapes and nature, like pretty much kind of my thing, but then I... Sometimes I go outside and have a look at the plants and animals and think maybe I should do a like a plant or a or a turtle or or a landscape and sometimes I just have a look at some photos on the internet but 
pretty much I just go outside and have a look what I should draw. So watching these animals, is it Australian sort of landscapes or do you watch David Attenborough and, you know, something with an African vibe? Like any kind of like any kind of landscape it doesn't have to be like Australia. It could be like I did one of a artworks that I went to Japan. I had a winter landscape that I did over there, and like I did quite a few other ones throughout the holiday as well, like different other countries around the world and animals too. So, how long um, does it take your paintings? Depends on how big I want it to be. Depends on how much time I want to spend on it. Some of them I can do in a day, like some of the watercolour ones and stuff, but pretty much just like over a period of time. So Lauren, just talking a little bit more about your practice, can you tell us, um, you know, what, what's, what's the day in the life as Lauren the artist? How do you start your morning? What does your day look like? We start at 9.30 and I work up until about 12, 12 to 1 and then 1 to 3.30. I've got a lot of patience so I, if I wanted to, if I'm focused in what I want to do, I just I have a latest break or sometimes I just have a little break, yeah. For you, it, it is definitely a job. It's it's a nine thirty to three ish job where you where you're dedicating your time to your artwork and getting your pieces completed. Do you carry around like a sketch pad and you know pencils and sort of you know maybe stop in a park and do a sketch or just draw something down when you think of it? Yeah, when I'm like when I'm like not at the studio, I um I just have a sketchbook in hand and I have a pencil or or a rubber. I just um go outside and draw what I want to draw but when I'm in the studio there's usually like books of like other artists to have a look at to see what I like to do. So Lauren your artwork I mean you you work on it each week you carry around a sketch pad you work in studios you work in nature mm. would you say it's it's a way for you to ex- express what's inside of you and that if you didn't have that that might not be as happy a life for you. It just feels makes me feel happy and like excited that I've got some people who love my art and like they were trying to get me to sell and commissions and try to sell the art. If it wasn't like for art and stuff, I would just like have to find another like job, I guess. And it's hard to find some jobs with like people with disabilities sometimes. Mm, sounds like art's more than just a job for you. It's your passion and how you have to be in the world to be happy. Yes, yes. So, Lauren, where where can any of us go and have a look at all of your beautiful artwork online and maybe make a purchase if that's what we wanted to do? If you wanted to make a purchase, there is a organisation like at the Shearway website or there's there's someone that in their Instagram and Facebook look at Studio A and some of my artists there and also I have a page called hashtag Lauren Curgeon, which is part of Studio A. It has all my art, like upcoming artworks and things that they post up 
So the best way to have a look at your artwork is to check out Studio A yeah. here in Sydney. And also you have an Instagram account. Yeah. So that's Lauren Kurjan, K-E-R-J-A-N. Yeah. And you have a Facebook, did you say as well, Lauren? Studio A has a Facebook page as well. Studio A Facebook. Excellent. So if you want to check out Lauren's work, check out Studio A both on Facebook and on the interwebs and check out Lauren Kurgen on Instagram. Thanks, Lauren, for joining us today and sharing such incredible insights. To those listening, thank you as well. Please join us next month for another episode in our Arts and Culture series where we will be discussing acting with intellectual disability. You can support us by reviewing us through Apple, Podchaser, or your favourite listening app.